Well, good morning. Let's try it again. Andy will appreciate this. You guys sounded like our Saturday night service at church, a, a little bit uh, slow and dead. Good morning. morning. Hey, we saw a camel on the way over here from Wichita today. Not what we expected, for sure. So uh, just a little bit about myself as an introduction. Um, I've been on staff at Pathway Church for about 11 years. Uh, my wife's name is Cheryl, and we've been married. It'll be 30 years uh, Thirty years this June, bless her heart. And uh, we have three children. Our oldest daughter, uh, Stephanie, uh, she is, has just started the master's program at Wichita State. Our middle child, uh, her name is Sarah. She's a freshman at Butler uh, Community College. And then our youngest uh, son, Scott, he's here for a campus visit today. He's a junior uh, in high school at May South high school. So saw several, in addition to uh, Andy and Mike, have been such great additions to our staff, and we're so glad that they are, uh, we're so glad that they're a part of us and, at uh, Pathway. And uh, Joan Ayersman ran into her over here. Uh, she accompanied for our two older daughters what must have seemed like 50 years to Joan at, at Mays High School, but it was great to, great to see uh, her uh, here this morning as well. Well, I want to do. I want you to uh, participate with me just a little bit. I'm going to start with the balcony, and uh, I was told I was told it was okay to move around, but not to trip over and fall down. So if I trip, just just start praying if I fall. Okay, if you're in the balcony, I, this is a contest between if you're a dog person or a cat person. Got it. So let's hear it from all of. If you're a if you're a diehard cat person up in the balcony, let's hear it. Cheer. I didn't expect that. I heard a bark. Okay, how about if you're a die-hard dog person? Let's hear. Got, you got, we can do better than that, surely, down here. Okay, let's try it over here. If you're a uh, die-hard cat person, let's hear it over here. All right, how about die-hard dog person over here? Okay, okay, okay. How about here? Same thing. Cat? There's a few meows. See, the cat people are sneakier. That's just, the, that's just the way it is. Dog people. How about, let's dog people. Yeah, yeah. Let's have a dog cat. How about cat people over here? None? Oh, I heard one. It was kind of a scary meow, but it was there. Dog people over here. Okay. Well, our family, um, our family is definitely a dog family, and I wanted to introduce. Uh, we'll have a picture of our dog. I wanted to introduce. I wanted to introduce our dog. Now, my mom. My mom is 88 years old, and she saw this picture and she said, "How did you get those clothes on him?" <laughs> and I said, "It's an app on the phone." And she said, "It's a what?" So this is our dog. His name is Bentley, and this is such an appropriate outfit for him um, because he believes the force is with him at all times. Um, he's, a, uh, he's mostly a Jack Russell Terrier, but he's part something else. We have theories about that. Um, he's part something else. We got him from the Humane Society. He'll be seven years old uh, this June. But He's very strong physically. He weighs about 30, 35 pounds, um, a little bit more than that now. And uh, he's, uh, very, he's very smart uh, intellectually. He's very smart. He understands lots of 
words. Mostly, he has a really strong will, and he's a terrier. And one of the things, uh, he's done several things over the years. About the second year we had him, he was out in the backyard while I was mowing the backyard, and he wanted to get to a squirrel or a bird in the tree. And I, I, I still don't know which one I was mowing. He jumped up in the base of the tree and climbed out on a branch that was about 14 feet above the ground and was walking on the branch, fell off and hit his head on the tree root. And, but he was bound and determined that, understand, he was bound and determined that what he wanted was, was what was good for him, if that makes sense. And uh, it wasn't so good for him. And about three or four days later, he tried it again. And actually, the first time he fell, Scott will remember this, I got in trouble because I wasn't watching him closely enough while I was mowing for my wife. Of course, I didn't expect the terrier to be in the tree just a few weeks ago, sometime in January, he injured his leg. Uh, we don't know. He injured his leg somehow outside, and he'd been limping around. So the vet said, uh, the vet said we needed to keep him on total lockdown for about two weeks. About three days after the total lockdown started, he chewed a hole through the side of his kennel. So he's been a challenge. He's been sent home with a bad report card from Petco with a note on the bottom that said he doesn't like to have his feet touched. <laughs> we bought a book to learn more about Jack Russell ter Terriers, and the book said it was uh, Jack Russell Terriers for Dummies, and the book said they should have been named Jack Russell Terrorists. <laughs> and we know why now. I did a little research on the Internet, and the Internet actually said they that Jack Russell Terriers do fall in the top 10 most intelligent dogs until you factor in the cooperation factor. They have a factor they put in there for cooperation, and they fall completely out of the top 10 when you factor, when you factor that in. You know, the truth of the matter is, for me and for each one of us, um, there's a little bit of a Jack Russell Terrier inside of us. And I, I think a great thing for, keep in mind here, uh, evaluate yourself just here real quick, if you would. What's your cooperation factor? How well do you get along with others overall? This could be anybody. How, how well do you get along with others? Would you put that on a scale of one to five? One would be your like Bentley our Jack Russell Terrier, you don't uh, get along well at all. And a five would be you're incredibly cooperative. So get a, uh, get a number in mind for yourself um, of where you might rate yourself on that. I think we all tend to do what we want to do, and we all, we all at times think that what we want to do is the best thing for us to do. We're going to look at several verses uh, this week from Romans chapter 12. It's Romans chapter 12, verses 14 through 21. You'll be able to follow along. You're welcome, uh, you're welcome to pull those up and look uh, in, your, in your Bible. Also, if you want to do that, I'm going to read them. I'm going to read them out loud uh, from the 12th chapter. Uh, this is verses, excuse me, verses 14 through 21. Um, what a great section of verses as we uh, think about what it's like to get along with others. 
Listen to what Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, verses 14 through 21. He says this, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everyone. Catch what verse 18 says. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it's written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, I don't know if you're like me when you hear those verses, especially in many ways, that one verse, if it's possible, if it's possible, as far as it depends on me, live at peace with everyone? You got to be kidding. Paul, Paul, you didn't know my roommate. You didn't know the things that she's been saying about me this whole last semester. She's a pig. You just, you just don't get it. There's a kid in my college algebra class, Paul. Yeah, that's the one. He cheats on every test, and he's still getting a C. Something's just not right. And, I'm, and you're telling me here, I live at peace with everyone. I'm not that excited about spring break, honestly. My parents both struggle with alcohol. I'm not sure what home will be like when I go back home and sometimes they're abusive of my brother. You know, as adult now, at least I, I feel like an adult part of the time. You know, a marriage relationship and having children will challenge you to the core in ways I would have never imagined 30 years ago. No offense, Scott. And sometimes working in the church, there are things that go on and take place in church that you would never think would take place anywhere. People can be as mean as snakes inside of the church. Of course, it's full of people and led by people, and we read verses like we just read together, and we have the same reaction and response. But Paul says, let God do his job. Paul says, Paul says God knows. Paul says, God knows, and in the end, evil won't triumph. God sees the big picture when often 
you don't. So it's tough for us to take revenge when that's God's job and we don't know everything anyway. When you read these verses in the message paraphrase, they sound like this. Bless your enemies, don't curse under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share the tears when they're down. Get along with each other, don't be stuck up. Make friends with the nobodies, don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back, discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even because that's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. That's why the scripture tells us if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person's lunch. Or if he's thirsty, then give him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. See, Romans is laid out like a lot of Paul's other letters. The theology's at the front and the practical living out of the theology is toward the end. And it's honestly, it's back in the fifth chapter of Romans along with some other places where we really find that Paul gives the secret. It's there that he says, sin and trouble and problems like we experience each day come through the disobedience of one person that was Adam. And then he explains in that fifth chapter of Romans the secret for living this life that he's been describing here at the end of chapter 12. He says, Though disobedience and sin and pain came through one man, Adam. How much more? Paul says, how much more that righteousness and life come through the obedience of the one man, Jesus Christ, God's son. The message of Romans is, this is what God wants for the whole world. Life, goodness, security, and hope that can only be found because of God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ, God's Son. You know, Paul knew some things about what it meant to live in fear. When he wrote the book of Romans, uh, most scholars think he was probably in Corinth at the time. He hadn't visited Rome yet, but eventually he would. Eventually he would get there. And eventually Paul would be executed for his faith. Beheaded in Rome is what most experts believe for his faith. In Jesus Christ. But the truth about that is, Paul knew 
that even though they could take his earthly life there in Rome, he would never truly die because of Jesus Christ, God's Son. That he was the way, the truth, and the life. And he was the way to not live in fear anymore. To not be a slave to fear, but live as a child of God. And that's the way we're able to treat people well. That's where the cooperation factor goes up. Is through the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son. Not because uh, we can figure it out and we know what's best for us, because God knows us better than we do ourselves and sent Jesus Christ. Would you bow your heads together with me? Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you today for a break, for an opportunity to rest. God, I pray that you'll help each one of us over the next uh, few days the next week, to look at our relationships. God, would you help us to see how much of you is in our relationships with others? How well do we reflect the description here in Romans 12 of living as your grace and your mercy, as best as it depends on us to get along with everyone all the time. God, we desire to live as your children, to not live in fear, not be enslaved by fear, God, but to live as your children so the world sees Jesus Christ in us each and every day. God, may that be true of us more and more. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.